What's the deal? What's the deal? We back again. Probably taking the podcast live Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Man, we about to get in and talk about a slew of topics. First topic we got to get to is ESPN dropped the 11 through 25 of their top 25 NBA players. And uh, I was real surprised by this list, especially the 11th and 12th spot of this list because James Harden came in at 11 while that boy uh, Kawhi Leonard came in at 12. I do not agree with this at all. Let me bring in the cast, man. Let's see what they they talking about because James Harden, even though he's the MVP, he's never won anything, especially in the playoff, anything that matters. And then then we're talking about a two-time finals MVP. And not only did he beat LeBron, but he beat, what was that, Golden State? Come on, man. He beat two dynasties, two of the the most iconic players to ever play the game. Is who he got his two final MVPs and championships against? This makes no sense, man. You can't put James Harden in that weak-ass step back. They changed the rules, and now his step back don't even matter no more. So how is James Harden coming above Kawhi Leonard just makes no sense let me bring in the cast what's the deal fools what up y'all checked out this list man nah man you talking about it right now first time I'm hearing it I ain't gonna lie for real man so they're gonna drop the top 10 but 11 through 25 has came through and, and James Harden is at the top of that list at 11 Kawhi Leonard comes in at 12. Do y'all agree with this shit, man? Is this real? Oh, my God. Where do I start? Where do the fuck I start? First of all, James Harden is not a top 11 player. James Harden has not been a top 11 player in years. James Harden is a cool top 30 at this point in his career. Maybe not even that. He's never been shit on defense. So he should never sniff anybody's top anything because he's the worst defensive player I've seen out of a superstar in recent history. So, no, James Harden should not be up there. And offensively, he has declined with the rule changes, with them not calling some of them bullshit-ass fouls he made. You know, offensively, he's regular as fuck now, especially in the regular season. We don't want to get started on the playoffs when this man has never, ever, ever, ever had a playoff where he – rolls above and play better than he did in the regular season because that's what superstars do. Superstars play better in the playoffs, and James Harden has never done that. So to have him over Kawhi Leonard simply because Kawhi's been hurt is fucking ridiculous. Kawhi, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, when he's on the floor, there's not a better two-way player in the league. He's elite defensively, and he's elite offensively. He puts up 27 a game, and he locks down your other player every fucking time. You saw what Luka was doing when, uh, in the playoffs. Luka was calling for the screen to get Kawhi off of him so he can go to work on the other guys. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't respect none of these lists anyway. All these lists have all, always been crazy. They're probably going to have LeBron in the top five, which is ridiculous because he's no longer a top five player. So fuck these lists. I'm, I'm not fucking with these lists at all. <sighs> Man. All right. Let's, let's... Now disclaimer the claw is better than james harden by a long shot if i'm starting my franchise 
I ain't starting in it with James Harden. I was started with the claw. Now that I got that out the way, James Harden. James Harden has played for the Thunder. He has played for the Nets. He has played for the Rockets. And he has played for Philly. Out of all those teams, Mr. James Harden has only did good in one of those teams. And that's the Rockets. And that's because the offense went through him. He is unreliable when it comes to putting a team on his back and doing something with it. We have seen it time and time again. He always has somebody. I mean, he keep going back to um, Durant like he going to help him out, and it ain't helping him out. <laughs> so then he left. But he unreliable. But let's talk about unreliable right quick. The Claw is a better player than James Harden is. But let's address the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is, isn't it time to give Kawhi Leonard the same title? Y'all been giving my boy D. Rose? (laughs) Isn't it time to give him the same title of he's injury prone? No, y'all, we won't give him that. We won't give him that. Okay, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys might be, you guys, you guys, you guys might be right. Um, but let me give you a fun fact. In the last three years, Derek Rose, Derek Rose has played more than on Kawhi Leonard. Let me do the math for you. Kawhi Leonard in the last three years have played 160 games. Last three years, D Rose has played 177. So, if my dude is injury prone, your boy is injury prone. Now, I'm not saying Derrick Rose and it should be on the top 25. I'm saying the boy's injury prone. If they're giving yeah, to James Harden based upon he ain't played in the last three years, what have you done for me lately? Okay, you can give it to James Harden. But as in skill-wise, Kawhi's better. They, they done about the same with Kawhi on the bench. <laughs> I waited for you guys to finish with that. You know, you saw me with my head down trying to do my notes, you know, do my notes on the mayor tip. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's best season, right? 2018. The man had, uh, he was averaging 26 points, seven rebounds, 3.3 assists. James Harden's best year, he averaged the same – oh, I'm sorry. Same year, 2018, he averaged 36. He averaged 6.6 rebounds and 7.5 assists. Now, unfortunately, James Harden does not have a NBA championship. Kawhi Leonard has, what, a few? He has one with San Antonio, right? He has one with Toronto. So you look at that alone, that should have put him in front of James Harden on the list. It should have put him in front of a lot of players, at least within the active list, because he has championships. But when you look at, like, on-court uh, uh, influence, no disrespect to Kawhi Leonard, and not because he's a Clipper and I'm a Laker fan, but James Harden has made a bigger impact on the game because, if we're not mistaken, James Harden was the only person that was in conversation with Kobe before he passed about the certain amount of – 30 point games he was stringing together 
in a short period of time within one season. Like he was killing the game for a short period of time. And yes, the last two years, he has been a little bit of a, a washed up, you know, overweight, out of shape, you know, hollow shell of a player or hollow shell of what we know James Harden to be. But let's not forget that there was a time where there was nothing you could do to stop him from scoring 30 points a game. There was nothing you could do from stopping him from scoring 30 points. They they literally changed the rule so that he couldn't do what he did. I mean, they haven't changed nothing for Kawhi Leonard except he's the newest player to ever say, I can't play all the games I'm supposed to play. And even like y'all said, as far as him and Derrick Rose being quote unquote injury prone, I think Kawhi Leonard sits out more games than what he has to because he doesn't see it being relevant to play and waste his, his prime when your team isn't a playoff or I'm sorry, championship contender. Yeah. State them facts, baby. State them facts. I mean, if you're going to look, look, if you're going to contend for a championship, if you're going to contend for a championship, you're going to play every single game you can to make sure you have the best seed and the best opportunity to have the best, you know, the furthest. He's injured, yes, but it's like, come on now. Play through an injury? Wait, Ronnie, Ronnie. No, come on. We're not giving no excuses to injury. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'll be real quick. I'll be real quick. Come on. Come on. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Right here, real fast. Real fast. Wait, wait. We're getting ready to beat Phoenix. One statement. One statement. One statement. One statement. Before he tore his ACL. So you really talking. Look, just one statement and I'll let it go. While injured, I don't know if it was last season or the season before last, I vaguely remember, because I don't watch very many Clipper games, that he was injured. The, play, uh, the Clippers were not uh, completely out of the playoffs. And he sat upstairs in the booth with his family. And he did not sit on the sideline with his teammates to show solidarity. And that's something as a coach, as a player, it look, I looked at it a little bit differently. I remember hearing it from commentary that they thought that that was a sign that he was disconnected from his team. So, I mean, that to me doesn't always have to do with an injury if you don't want to sit the bench. And cheer that your- was only mentioned because he was on a two-year deal and he could have left and been a free agent. So they were saying, oh, is he possibly leaving? But, but no, he didn't. He read up. He's with us for another four years with a fifth year option, and he's locked and he's in. No, that is six. beautiful. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I was only bringing up that statement because I don't believe that he's as injured as he puts off. To but, us. the reason why he missed the whole year last year is because they didn't think the injury was as bad as it was, so they put off surgery. So he has surgery two weeks before the season started. So now you're going to come back and you can come the last month of the season, but the Clippers were barely in playoff contention. So do you want to come back in the play-in or a week yeah. before the play-in like Paul George did coming in two weeks before? Don't Paul say George that. Barely, Paul don't George say that. barely made is, two weeks before the play-in tournament. Well, just that's that why he made the whole year. It didn't make no sense. Caleb, 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 you know what you just said? You know what you just said? What? He chose not to do the same solid move that Paul George did 
You say, but Paul George no, doesn't no. have the same resume. He doesn't have to. No, no, no. Paul no, no. George the season at no, no, hand. Let me the season at hand. No, no. Paul George. It's not sitting upstairs. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was a business. Paul George had to come back. You know why? Because he opted back into his contract, and Kawhi didn't know if he wanted to stay or not. So, yeah, I got to come back. Yeah, I got to prove that I'm that man that Kawhi should stay and play with. So, Paul George was in a different position because if Kawhi Leonard leaves, Paul George's stock is down after the bubble. Paul George is never going to get that payday, and he's probably never going to be known as a superstar for the rest of his career. So, the rest of his career was on the line, and that's why he made sure he came back and showed out. Not They're not winning. Paul George is number two. That they are not the same. Do it, not put them on the same plane. Do not put them on. But that's like Michael Jordan. No, that's perfect. I mean, I need no, my, no, that makes I, sense. I'm but, but Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen rushed himself back. Who cares? On on top of that, it was different. No, I'm just glad. I'm glad you made that point. Kawhi had a way more severe injury, so you can't compare. He had an ACL, man. You can't oh no, I'm just, I'm just saying. No, I appreciate, I appreciate you, gentlemen, clarifying that for me because I was looking at the solidarity and the camaraderie as a team, not just as uh -huh. the injury and the fact that he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like even like I said, not being on the bench and being in the booth and stuff like that. But it makes perfect sense, like you said. Like he didn't have, to, he didn't have to play. It was a choice. And he ladies, chose not to. Ladies, so that puts him at number – that, to me, puts him at number 12. That puts James Harden at 11. Because then when he comes back off of, I forced my way out of Houston, and now I'm with Brooklyn like I wanted to be, he at least did enough that he didn't look as bad as Kyrie. And he didn't show that he – you know what I'm saying? He didn't show that he was completely – yes, he had fell off athletically because he was out of shape. But at least he was still committed to try to do what was best for his team. And ladies and gentlemen, as watching this broadcast and everything of that nature, this is why I brought up my boy D Rose because our Clipper fans out here are giving Kawhi Leonard a pass because he is injured. But we do not give Derrick Rose a pass for being injured. No, so we therefore, don't. Derrick Rose has no championships and no Finals MVPs. Uh, uh, <laughs> and no, how many playoffs he got? How many series? Has he won? Um, how many defensive uh, players won a couple? He has won a couple. And let's not get it. Okay. So, he's how many defensive player of the year? Yeah. How many? Ladies and gentlemen, this is why I brought up. How many, uh, how many all uh, NBA teams has he made? How many? This is why. Now, this he is made why a few all NBA teams. They are this not alike. I brought up D Rose. This is why I brought up D Rose. So, now let's take the same format as my colleagues are using. Kawhi has been injured. This is why two time finals MVP. This is why no against the Warriors and two time finals. Derrick MVP. Rose was at one point in time before injuries was better. He than beat Kawhi the Leonard. Miami Heat no, with with D Wade and Boss. Are you come on? Are wait, you serious right now? Time out. Derrick Rose, Derek Rose was no never defense. better. Derrick Rose was never better than Kawhi Leonard. Derrick Rose was never better than Kawhi Leonard. No, he was never. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Basketball is basketball. You guys are holding that man's nuts. Derrick Rose, you're holding Derrick Rose's nuts. You think this guy is better? Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is never. You're talking about a prime Derrick Rose is never better than Kawhi. Prime Derrick Rose was two years, and he had no defense. No defense. Prime Kawhi Leonard was eight. 
He got injured. That's not the same. That's not the same. That's not the same. If you want to, if you want to compare him to Paul George. They're in the same caliber, but Kawhi right. is not in right. the same boat. He ain't even as in Paul, Paul George's George. caliber. Paul George is better than Derrick Rose. Paul George is way Paul better. Paul George, than Derrick before Rose. he broke his his elbow, way better than Derrick Rose. Pacers, Paul George was better than Derrick Rose. Injury. Injury. Are we talking about Derrick Rose and his elbow injury? His leg injury? Are you Derrick Rose about had no defense. We're not talking about defense. What about defense? Are we talking about Derrick Rose? Are we talking about defense? We gotta move on, man. Are we talking about No, we ain't talking about nothing, man. Kawhi Leonard is better than James Harden. I don't give a fuck. Way better than sorry ass James Harden. Tell him to play in the game. Y'all can say whatever y'all want, man. But James Harden is not better than no Kawhi Leonard. So him having being at eleven spot makes no sense. I really think James Harden on the floor. Straight up. So have you guys been following this Phoenix Suns thing? Because the Phoenix Suns made it to that championship after Kawhi tore his ACL when we were about to defeat them and get rid of them. And then they made it to that championship and lost to Giannis. You know, if 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 Kawhi didn't get injured, Phoenix don't make it to that championship. Milwaukee doesn't win. And we're talking about Kawhi Leonard, MVP. Finals MVP for a third time on a third different team. And he oh, might be goodness. one of the best players in NBA history if he did that. But 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 well, let's get to the but if, get to this Phoenix Suns. If Derrick Rose didn't get injured, he would have been. Man, injured. let's let's get to this Phoenix Suns situation, man. Because the owner Robert Schaefer, he came out. He got a year suspension after there was an investigation, and it showed him uh, using the N word, calling people niggas for. He, he got caught calling it over five different times. Then, oh, you know, we Donald Sterling, we only had one recording of him, and he lost his team. But they, they caught him over five different times. They caught him talk, saying derogatory remarks towards women, talking to the women that work for the organization in derogatory ways. And it was a whole slew of things in which the NBA issued him a year suspension. But now he's saying that he plans to sell the team. So now he is selling the team. He is also the owner of the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury. So now both teams, he has begun the process of selling these teams. Now, unlike the Donald Sterling situation, they did not force him to sell his team. They fined him $10 million and they gave him a one-year suspension from operating. But that did not make him sell his team when he is selling his team on his own fruition. What do y'all think about this development with the Phoenix Suns? Why was it why wasn't it handled the same way Donald Sterling's situation was handled? And the common denominator is the president of the Players Association, Chris Paul, because he was on that Donald Sterling team and now he's <laughs> on this uh uh Robert Schaefer team. So it's like, what's going on? Are you in cahoots with these dudes? I mean, what? what how do y'all feel about this whole scenario? Chris Paul, Chris Paul, are are you over here letting these white men? Are you telling them it's okay to use the N word? <laughs> Chris Paul, you can just let us know. I think Chris Paul is like, hey man, just use it. Just use it. It's okay. It's cool. 
We brothers. Just use it. Say nigga all you want. Just say it. Just say it. And then all of a sudden, once they say, I think Chris Paul's the one with the video camera. He the one getting in them. Now, if Sterling had to, I, I, I feel that he shouldn't even be allowed to sell the team. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, if he sells the team, doesn't that mean that's money in his pocket? So he benefits from, where's really the punishment? Being out a year? Okay. But then he sells the team, both of the teams, and he got money in his pocket. So is it is it really – I think there should be a, a harsher punishment than just a one-year suspension and a slap on the wrist. If you going around say, hey, nigga, dribble that ball, or whatever the video says. I don't know what it says. Um, and then you <laughs> groping and doing whatever with, with the women. Like, come on. A one-year suspension, and then he gets to sell the team and make profit off of it. That's called a come up. I mean, go ahead, Ryan. I like the nerve of all these rich white men to have a nerve to so-called hate niggas, but they profit off the niggas so much. It's like motherfucker, you got your nerve. You know, niggas that made you rich. Like, how do you have a nerve to hate somebody who puts so much money in your pocket? Who put so make your business flourish so much? I know you had your little prodigy Steve Nash who robbed Kobe of an MVP, but nigga, you had nothing but black <laughs> players, mostly black players, that have made your organization what it is. And you got the nerve to hate niggas. I can't stand old racist rich white men. I cannot fucking stand it. It puzzles me to why they are like that. Let me say that first. Secondly, yes, I don't understand why. He didn't get the same treatment as Donald Sterling. You're saying that like Donald Sterling was some bullshit, and he did say he don't want to her to bring black players around. But this motherfucker was dropping the M bomb. Why are we okay with this white motherfucker talking about the M bomb and not immediately exiling him completely? He needs to get the same treatment as Donald Sterling. I don't know what the fuck you own, Chris Paul, but you need to get off your little cool shit or whatever you own, and you need to go ahead and handle that. You're the president of the Players Association. You're his current employee. You need to do something. This man needs to be out of the league. And his whole staff needs to be out of the league because they knew he was doing it. He ain't the only guilty one. Everyone who knew he was doing it, everyone that was around and participating, they need to be fucking out of the league too. If, if there's no tolerance, if America, if we're so over this racist shit, if there's no point, no room for racism in America, we need to treat these cases as such. All these motherfuckers need to be out of the league, period, point blank. I do got a question. I don't, it, it really don't matter because he ain't one of us. But did he, in the video, did it say if he used the A or the ER? I, I, they did not specify. Well, one, one thing, the they just said the N word. You know how they, when, oh, when they wrong. report, then they're not saying, but I've never them. heard anybody say the A word. It's the E word. You know what I'm saying? It's the ER. You already know. Especially in this context, we already know. And even if they said the nigger, he was still referencing us as niggers. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter the connotation on the end. And when it comes to Chris Paul, they they launched this investigation probably over six months ago. And when they first started the investigation and they asked the Phoenix players, Chris Paul was one of the players amongst them that said, hey, I don't got no comment on it, 
we just going to wait for the investigation to, to see itself out. So it's like they knew stuff, but decided not to make a comment on it until the investigation was thorough. But if you knew this was happening, fuck the investigation. You need to speak up and you need to be about your people and not about trying to win the championship because y'all barely made it past us. If Kawhi didn't get injured, y'all wouldn't have been in no championship. So then y'all was the number one team last year and y'all thought y'all had a chance to do it again. But then y'all, y'all was some bumps. Got exposed. Exactly. Turn, right? so, is, is it my turn? Can I go? Sir? Go ahead. Let's, let's go out. All right. So let me go ahead and let me go ahead and give you that Zen Phil Phil <laughs> Phil Popovich. You know, it's Phil Popovich. You know, or Greg Jackson, however you want to look at it. On my coach's tip. So first and foremost, we're talking about Chris Paul. Let's remember that since the Donald Sterling incident, that's why Chris Paul became president of the, you know, the player association. So you would think that, yes, with him in position to make the, the, the better calls or at least blow the whistles. If him, if he said, Oh, I'm not going to say anything now, there was a strategic move behind it. The reason why I believe it was a, ah, a strategic move behind it is because for us, we're on the outside looking in, you know, we're real life fans, diehard NBA fans, you know, um, true and true. We're on that other side, just like with, you know, hip hop and entertainment. It's his own separate thing. It's his own cult, so to speak. So it's not like he's going to be able to say anything if he's not supposed to or if he can or if he can. And then when it comes to playing in the NBA or doing anything like that, we all know sports are entertainment, dudes. Like my guys, the sports are entertainment. There's nothing going on there that they don't already know is already either happening or going to happen. So like they're for they're not forcing him to sell the team, but he's selling the team. It's some strange reason that we're never going to find out why he really is trying to sell both organizations, because why would you sell the WNBA team and not and, and it, why? Why give up both revenues? Why give up both revenues? Why give up when you also have Brittany Griner, who's a Phoenix Mercury player, right? And then Chris Paul, who's on the uh, the Suns, like why would you? They're they're two big name players. Why would you give up all that potential money? Because he's trying to get himself completely out of the mix. He wants to get out of the limelight, out of the NBA, out of the WNBA, out of the entertainment for some reason that we'll never know. And to me, I'm looking at it as if all three of you feel the same way, like oh this, that, and the third. He's smarter than all of us in this room right now, or in this in this uh, podcast. He knows something bigger is coming, and he's like, I'm out. I, I messed up. I was saying everything I knew I wasn't supposed to say because I could care less what anybody said anyway. I could do what I want. I got millions, billions, whatever. Oh, you caught me. Throwing it in. Bye. See you later. It don't it's matter. Be- it's because Chris Paul and Jake from State Farm are in cahoots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And Cliff, throw Cliff Paul in there too, because you know Cliff Paul. Hey, you ain't seen Cliff Paul since they got rid of old Jake. See? Oh, for real? They got a they got new Jake's from State You Farm. got new Jake that looked like a Drake, and you ain't seen Cliff Paul one time. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, you did see him once. You did see him once. You did see him once. So let's get to this next topic, man. Have you guys seen any of this NFL action this first two weeks? I mean, probably. Some of the best football I've seen in years, man. This last two 
I think there's only two teams that stay 2-0. and You know, there's been some major injuries, like Dak Prescott, like Trey Lance. That's supposed to change the scope. We got people like Baker Mayfield that played their ex-team on week one. It's been crazy. But the thing that got everybody talking is the brawl that both broke out between the Buccaneers and the Saints, man. Bruce Arians got to start yapping after a play on the sideline. Tom Brady got involved in it. The the cornerback uh, in the Saints, Lattimore, you know, started to approach Tom Brady. And then everything went crazy, man. You know how them goons be when you, they got to defend they do. So Lattimore got in front of Tom Brady's face. And Mike Evans came running in from the sideline and pushed Lattimore out of the way, causing a big brawl. And he received a one-game one suspension for this. Have you guys seen this? How do you feel about the way the Bucks rallied behind Tom Brady and all became his soldiers the moment that he started stuff? And why is a 40-something-year-old Tom Brady out there talking shit to people like he the man? Like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, hey, he the you- man. That's why. That's how he feel. Don't don't do that, man. No, don't don't look, act like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not the goat right now. Look look at Tom Brady in his face though. It looked like Lattimore was really stopping Tom Brady from getting in his face. Yeah, and but think feel- about it. When has Tom Brady on, not been that way? This is why Tom Brady <laughs> is still playing at forty seven years old. That's the epiphany right now of what going all in is really. I mean. 47 and playing, and everybody's calling you the GOAT, Serena Williams, Tyre Woods. I mean, they're not the same nationality, but I'm just saying, like, when you're pushing the limits, why are you not going to give it all you got? Because the next game could real life be your last game. So if he felt disrespected, why not let it be known? Check yourself. Like, and then all of his goons, like, literally think about all of his goons came out. Like, you, you trying to touch my quarterback? Like, you touching Tom? And they all came out like that was, man. I guarantee you, Tom Brady ends up buying the dude that got the uh, suspension. Um, uh, Mike Evans. They're probably going. He's going to either buy him a Bugatti, a uh, Lamborghini, uh, Roly, something crazy. He's going to buy him something of substantial like wealth to show thank you for showing everybody that it's all for one and one for all. I'm leading the charge. Then you you got my back. A solid. All for one or all for twelve? Because hey, whatever. Hey, don't say all for twelve. Ready, that's not you know. I don't like the all for twelve. That's a double entendre. Don't do that. There's only one twelve. Ronnie, you hear all for twelve? Get it all for twelve. Come on. There's only one twelve, baby, and that's the Seahawks, baby. Don't get it twisted. Oh, y'all still don't get the twelve reference? Okay, never mind. Yeah, never mind. We, we we. I was trying to be a rapper people. like y'all, educated. Now. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Tom Brady, though, what people don't know is Tom. That's not new. Tom, you could go back and watch clips. Tom Brady talks mess. He's like Larry Bird. Like people thought Larry Bird was just, oh, it's Larry Bird. But Larry Bird used to talk shit to people. Tom Brady does the same thing. And people don't people don't realize that man got suspended for it. Okay, cool. Like, serve your suspension, one game. You, only thing is, I know with the NFL, you don't pay. Uh, you don't play. You don't eat. So he ain't going to get paid. Uh, so, like, 
may you're set. Tom Brady might shoot him some some chips. But other than that, I mean, what other job you can go through and just push another coworker and like put another one in the headlock and only be suspended for one for one game? I mean, besides the NBA. But other than that, if it was my job, I'd be trying to find a new job. So I don't I don't see nothing wrong with it. Tom Brady is one of the most competitive athletes to ever play, touch a field, court, whatever it is. He was already viewed as the GOAT by everybody, has seven Super Bowls, and he's still fucking playing. That's pure love of the game. So I see the passion and the fire. I fuck with Tom going over there, getting in his face. That means he still care about the game. And his goons rallying behind him, that's even better because you're always told that you got to protect the quarterback. Every position. The quarterback is arguably the most important position on the field to have a great quarterback. So you have to protect the quarterback. Mike Evans getting suspended one game. Um, I think if you're going to suspend him, you should hand out other suspensions, but I guess they're looking at it the fact that maybe he maybe ignited or propelled the brawl into something else. Maybe that's why he got the punishment. But um, I don't I, I don't mind Tom Brady, you know, getting in the face and his players rallying around him at all. That's, that's, that's the heart of a a champion as a heart of a goat and somebody that's competitive like that. You know, you see it from other uh, elite competitors like Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? LeBron still playing at 20. All these guys are, are competitors because they still love the game. So I, I fuck with it. He got suspended <laughs> because he came from the sideline. He came off of the sideline, ran in, and pushed him. Lattimore running full speed. As you see the picture here, he's running in. Tom Brady was he was on the sideline. He wasn't even there. He was completely out of the play. He had nothing to do. And that's in the NBA, there's a rule where hey, if a melee happens, especially after the mallets on the palace, you cannot come from the sideline and come onto the court. And it's so many times that people get penalties. For just taking a step on the court when this stuff happens, but they do not have those rules in NFL. So he ran completely off of the sideline to get into this melee, and that's what we can't have. And that's why I say he deserves a bigger suspension than that because you got to make a, a a point that hey, you can't come from off of the sidelines to start trying to fight people in the middle of an NFL game. We have sponsors, we have commercials. We have all these things that we have to worry about. And when you add, add on a fight in the middle of the game, it prolongs, it pushes that commercial slot back. It changes a whole lot of different dynamics that we have to deal with with production. So you, you're, you're affecting so many different things on so many different levels. When you weren't even in on the play, there was, there was, there was receivers on the, on the field during that play that could have handled that. Uh, what was that? The the quarter, the running back, Leonard Fournette. He was right there already defending Tom. Tom was the one kept uh, being aggressive. Leonard Fournette had already stepped in and was yeah. already shielding Tom. So for Mike Evans to see what's going on and run all the way from the sideline and come with that aggression that he came with, he deserves more than a one-game suspension to me. Well, I mean, but, Caleb, don't forget – He's on the Buccaneers, and Tom Brady is his quarterback. 
So you're not going to take away one of his top three receivers for more than one game. You're going to punish them by slapping them on the wrist. But like you said, by not punishing him longer than one game, they're, they're realistically not sending a message to the rest of the league that this type of behavior is not going to be tolerated. But as soon as this happens with another quarterback, right, and it's a different demographic or not just demographic, but just a completely different situation, circumstance, you're going to get hit with like, you know, four or five, six games, might even get, uh, uh, you know, a fine as well. That's a lucrative amount. So it sounds like what you're saying is he only got the one game because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Uh, exactly. color than we are. Because, uh-huh. I mean, if I go back, it's two different situations. But as of what I know, I know Michael Vick didn't even – he wasn't the one dog fighting, And they kicked him out the league. I mean, Kaepernick took a knee, and he hasn't even been back in the league. So – the facts that you're saying, it sounds like, yo, you, Tom Brady, you can get in people's face. We going to make sure you protect it by just suspending your dude one because we need you to get another championship because everybody thinks you the GOAT. And long as people think you the GOAT, Tom Brady, guess what? That means the white man's the GOAT. Keep doing your thing, Tom. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> For real, man. That shit is facts, man. You, have y'all seen this shit with one of the uh, – it's always these white quarterback golden boys in the NBA. And we all know Brett Favre was one of the biggest golden boys. He retired and unretired like five times the last five years that he was there. The Packers basically had to say, no, we can't, we don't let you come back this time. And he had to go to the Vikings. And then the Vikings said, no, we don't let you come back this time. And he had to go to the Jets. This shit is ridiculous. But golden boy... Brett Favre has found himself in some bullshit as he received $70 million from the, uh, what was this? This was an, uh, an EBT and social benefits in the state of Mississippi, which is America's poorest state. And he used those $70 million in welfare money to build a volleyball complex and, and to pay X WWE WWF wrestlers and they gave this money to him for speeches that he never gave. He never gave not one speech. So they gave seventy million dollars to Brett Favre and welfare money in the brokest state of America, which has a high black demographic. So you don't think them black people in Mississippi could have used that seventy million? But instead, Brett Favre, the Golden Boy, got it. And guess what? Because they gave it to him for speeches, it's not considered fraud. So now they're trying to sue him for the money back in which he probably pay back a third of the money. This is some bullshit. How is he not in jail? Everybody's crashing about all this PPP scam and all this shit and talking about all the people that did all this and the government is changing laws and extending shit. But then you got fucking... Brett Favre getting 70 million. Nobody in the PPP fucking got 70 million from the government. Fucking what was this dude, the dude from uh, uh from uh what's that that group? Pretty Ricky. He got like 1.2 million or something when he went to jail. You talking about 70 million dollars in welfare fraud. But this dude has no threat 
of going to jail for for nothing. This shit is ridiculous. What are y'all thoughts on this? Man, them Levi commercials must be real good. <laughs> <laughs> them Levi commercials must be real good. Cause going back to what I said, Kaepernick ain't in the league, and he's better than even him not playing in the league. He's still better than half of the quarterbacks that's in there, and he can't get into the league. But I bet you if Brett Favre wanted to come back tomorrow, he'll be able to get back in the league, even with all this. My dude, my dude, Michael Vick, had to pay. Had to go to jail. He paid with his time for, for dog fighting. He didn't even fight the dogs. Brett Favre took $70 million. You know what EBT stands for for Brett Favre? Eat better today. That's what it stands for for Brett Favre. <laughs> Eat better today. Because this man, $70 million? $70 million. You took, you took, and then you don't have to pay it back. What, wait, wait, hold on. Can I ask a question? Can I answer, Can I comment and then segue to Ronnie with one hell of a question? With all this money, $70 million, like you said, yeah, you said coming from welfare, which is supposed to help the, the low income and less fortunate, right? What exactly would that mean? That the entertainer is more important than the people who are poor? In the lowest, in the most poorest, like city and state in America. So, is that, so to speak, like helping population control or something? I don't know. I'm just thinking seventy million dollars is so much money that could come from one place. So, Ronnie, help me understand what exactly is that? Um, you know what that is? That's what you call <laughs> typical white America. Wow. It is not new, man. This is not new. This is these things have been going on for years that we don't know about. Now, Mississippi is an area that still has lynchings and they still have. I hear some some segregated areas and areas that are very, very, very much like they were back in the, the slavery and in the, in the segregation era. So this is a state that's already. That, that 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 has black, black people on eggs walking on eggshells out there. Now, Brett Favre, first of all, I'm sure he's made millions of dollars in his career. Millions of dollars in his career. Why the fuck is he even allowed to get that much money for some damn speeches, even if it was for speeches? He ain't 70, no million, 70 million in welfare money? I mean, I understand if he got a business loan or Whatever everybody knows, you know, the LLC, you get money on that. That's separate from separate from your credit. That's I understand business wise, but seventy million in welfare credit, and like Caleb said, there's 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 never a big uproar on these rich white motherfuckers that do this shit. But everybody want to complain about the low income black person that got a damn PPP loan that had them happy for a, a, a short amount of time. Everybody for, for twenty thousand. You know what I'm saying? 20,000. 20, they want to wish them to go to jail, but they these rich white motherfuckers is doing this shit. Ain't nobody complaining about it. It's complete bullshit. They've been doing this for, since the beginning of time, and he's using his white privilege and using it very well, and he's going to get a slap on the wrist, if that at all, and going to get away with it, just like the rest of them do. And it's bullshit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he just, for me, it was the fact that he never rendered not one speech. 
I'm like, when the fuck did uh, fucking E.T. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who else? You know, uh, who who's getting this type of money for speeches? Right. E.T. is the number one speech speaker in the country, and he probably ain't making seventy million off of speaking. So I how the know. hell is Brett Favre getting seventy million off of speaking? But the top speakers in in America ain't getting seventy million for speaking. And when has Brett Favre ever given a speech where you was like, "Damn, he's one hell of a speaker"? <laughs> right. And my thing is, my thing is, let's say these, it it was from Mississippi, and he was supposed to speak. So what that also means to me is, damn, Brett Favre, you took the seventy million. And you don't care about that community so much that you didn't even give one speech to them. You just <laughs> took their money and ran. You're like, man, forget these black people. I ain't going to come out here and speak to them, but I'm going to take your money, though. Uh, he built a volleyball yeah. complex at a, the college that his daughter goes to because his daughter is on the volleyball team. Well, I mean, but also don't, refer, but don't forget, though, he got the money, right? We want you to come and speak at our at our school, speak in our community, right? I'm pretty sure, just like you guys know it too, they didn't tell him that it was coming from welfare. You know what I mean? We're not going to disclose no, they where did. the money. They did. They did tell him it's from welfare. From the, and they have the text jump? messages. They have text wow. messages of him asking them, "Will they be able to know that you sent the money to me?" He's asking them straight up, will they be able to trace it to me? Oh, wow. And why are you taking welfare money for but, speeches? But you know what? Why, like, hey, what, hey. What does a speech? I'm sorry. I speak to people. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I, look, I, yeah. I, I, I motivate people and everything <laughs> like that. But Tell I don't you, think my speeches is going to change a whole community. It Like, it's not going to get streets paved. It's not going to put food on the table for people i will speak to you to have you have the mindset like yo go get it but it's not it's not putting bread on the table no but yeah but don't forget right. don't forget this though right if his daughter went to that college and brett Favre is brett Favre, right let's not forget who he is in the, in the nfl and who he was i'm sorry who he was in the nfl and who he was during majority of his career it would bring some type of significant attention to that area, maybe not $70 million worth. And then looking forward, like as if they were going to double or triple that amount of money and that amount of attention. But like when you think about on a lower level, I personally try to speak at one of the schools out here, right? They were willing to pay me a thousand dollars for two sessions of an hour and a half each. Right. But what they wanted for me was a $2 million insurance policy. I needed to show proof I had a $2 million insurance policy. I was like, what am I going to say that's going to cost $2 million? Like, who's going to sue me for $2 million? Like, what? And I didn't take the job. But at the same time, it's like, who is he? Like, again, it's Brett Favre. There's no liability if it's Brett Favre. He could literally tell them anything he wants, anything far left or far right, and they would just take it. Thank you so much, Brett Favre. Will you sign our? Will you sign something? Can we have your autograph? Like the clout from yet again another uh, great American his, hope football player. His you know signature. I mean? His signature will put food on. I'm just talking Mississippi. His right. signature on a football 
will put more food on the table than him speaking. So then look, wait, wait, if you just said that, then what are we talking about? So then the $70 million that he took, he thought was enough clout. And then maybe, I mean, that's messed up. He didn't come, but if he would have went and if he would have signed something for everybody, signed a whole bunch of football stuff to put into the museum for the, uh, for the college, like you said, in this conversation, man, Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be in this conversation, man. So you don't you you look down upon your your daughter goes over there, but right. you so on your high horse or whatever the case may be that you don't even speak to the people to give them a little nugget to go get it and feed their family. You don't sign no footballs so they can go resell it and feed their families. You did absolutely nothing. You just took the seventy million. That's a that's a super slap in the community's face from the poorest people in America. He just took 70 million and rendered nothing and built his daughter's school a volleyball complex. This is unheard of. That won't even be able to go to that school. But my biggest thing was not the fact that it happened, it was the 70 million. And the fact that he's not facing any prosecution and that they're suing him for damages and they only sued him for damages because an investigative journalist brought this out and now they have to save face. But they're suing him for like a third of the money. So even if they do win the lawsuit, they're not they're going to recoup maybe 20, 30 million of that 70 million. So he basically got a free 40, 50 million and he's not going to face any type of prosecution. That right there, it has America written all over it. You I'm sorry, I'm I gotta stop. I gotta stop hanging out with y'all. I need some more white friends. <laughs> wow! So you can enjoy wow. some of this American freedom, huh? Yeah, man, you ain't gonna get none of that over here with us. Nah, man, I, I gotta work too hard. I know, man. It's just something that you just like, and they, and if you tell them about this, they're gonna be like. What are you talking about? This doesn't exist. This right. isn't real. Hey, but who? Hey, but Caleb, who who signed the check? Yeah, that's true. And you know what I mean? Fine. Like for real, for real. Whoever cut that seventy million dollar check, it wasn't even. Hey, think about it. In this day and age, it wasn't even a wire transfer. They cut that man a check. Mm-hmm. They cut that isn't man. Isn't it his welfare guy goes to the government? Check. Yeah, it's government aid, it's government funds. I mean, but but how much attention should we pay the government? I mean, we don't never really hear from our president until he come out and say some bullshit because he came out the other day and declared that the pandemic was over and that COVID-19 is over with. But then his team comes out, the COVID force that he designated was probably one of the things that he ran again, ran for, that, oh, Donald Trump is mishandling COVID and I'm going to put a COVID force in place. But the head of your COVID force with Dr. Fauci already got caught giving misinformation to social media. And now you're coming out and saying the pandemic is over. But then your COVID force is turning around and saying, hey, it's more complicated than that. And it's not over. So the, the people that work for you aren't even in cahoots with you. We don't, we don't know what you're doing. But your damn team don't know what you're doing either. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, this shit is ridiculous. So 
Do y'all think that COVID-19 is over, like the president said? Or is he just senile and he don't really know what he's talking about no more? I'm, I'm surprised to see him. It's a little it's a little bit of both. He's he's definitely old and senile. I've been saying that when he got elected, he's 150 going on 190. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely in his last days for sure. You know, not talking shit, but he is. He's old as fuck. <laughs> so he's definitely senile as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? I could agree with that. He's very senile. At the same time, I wouldn't say COVID pandemic is over. I think it's over as far as the rate as it was killing people at its peak. I don't think I think people are still catching it, but people aren't dying as much as it was. And that 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 latest variant was only lasting five days, and the symptoms weren't nearly as harsh as it was in 2021 and 2020 of those previous two variants. So I wouldn't say that it's over, but I think that there is a little bit of control on it, whether you're vaccinated or not. Uh, I haven't heard too many people or too many deaths as compared to 2020 and 2021. But that motherfucker is definitely seen now. He need to go ahead and kick the bucket so we can move forward. Shit. I mean, also let's not forget that most of the uh, most of the doctors outside the Falky, wherever his name is, everybody was trying to compare it to the flu. So if his COVID team really just feels like everything was locked in, and or they feel like they have it under control, but um, they can't really disclose. I, I feel like it's not that it's complicated. I feel like there's certain things they don't want to disclose because everything is consistently moving forward. Like, we hear more about monkeypox, less about COVID. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not continue to push fear on everybody so that we continue to have this type of conversation and continue this dialogue about things that aren't really important? Like, what's more important to me than COVID is the fact that gas prices are trying to drop a little bit, but then food prices are spiking, like, to the ceiling. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's another, to me, fear tactic where if we continue this conversation, we'll go into 2023 and really be, so, like, I want to say sidetracked, but mind blown with the new and more dangerous news that comes out next year compared to what we're already kind of convinced about this year. Put that put that man back on the screen. Put that man back on the screen. No, not that man. That's a that's a good looking brother right there. Now that's a good looking brother right there. Oh, I was nervous. I was like, what did I do now, y'all? What did I do? I'm, 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 I'm talking about this, man. Look, this this man right here. Oh, okay. I was like, what is going on? America. This is the man that some of us put in office. Does this look like a man that we can really trust? Look at him. Just look at him. Does he remind you of your great great grandpa? Are your great 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 grandpa? Now, Joe, since you're on the screen, Joe, you still owe me money. <laughs> We've been talking about this, Joe, and don't tell me you ain't going to give me my money, Joe, because y'all letting Brett Favre get away with seventy million. So give me my money, Joe. Give me my money. This man is saying that the pandemic's over. I turned on the news today. I seen this man on on the news, and he's talking about nuclear war. Like, he's saying, okay, we're going to be done with the pandemic, but now let's go into war. <laughs> we got, what's going on with Joe? What's, what's going on? I, was, I called it from the beginning. Caleb heard me saying, smoking Joe, baby. 
This is smoking Joe. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Joe, just retire. Could you retire as a president? Could you just go? You know what? I'm, I'm done. I can't do this no more. Kick the bucket, Joe. Go ahead and kick the bucket. And what's up with what's up with the vice president? I don't hear nothing from her anymore, neither. Oh, she can go too. <laughs> she ain't she. You right. I, I don't think you guys are really paying attention to this. This is this to me, this is more of a setup for 2024 than it was for 2020. Look at that man's face. He no, but listen, listen. This man is very old. We don't see him very often. And when he speaks, they cannot control what comes out of his mouth because of how old he is. Because of the potential Alzheimer's, because of potential dementia. So if you think about it, he's speaking his own truth, if that's him speaking it, if you get what I'm saying. Like, he's saying what no one can control. So you get a brief moment of Joe and shut off the camera and get him out the way. Because he's not in control. Caleb, you were the one that put me on a year ago. You were like, hey, don't get, don't get fooled by the smoke and mirrors, brother. President in control of everything. So if we need to see him after we haven't seen him for a couple months, his health isn't doing too well. Kamala hasn't been around. And we're in September at the end of the year. He, he had I'm not doing any black. Hey, I'll tell you guys like this. I'm not doing any black, any black Friday shopping this year. I'm seeing I mean, all had, my money. How many, he, he how had, many he years he's been in office? What? Two? Two? Two yeah, years. It's rounding, it's rounding when, around two years. When all of us was going through the pandemic, was gas prices five dollars? I mean, we talking about nah. the, we talking about the heart of pandemic. Gas prices weren't five dollars. Nope. The heart of the pandemic, you weren't paying like twelve dollars for a gallon of milk. You weren't supposed to go nowhere anyway, either. Okay, you had to stay at home and mm -hmm. ship it at mm -hmm. home where everybody was stocking up on food and you still weren't paying as they came out with a thing it's better to um eat out every day than buy groceries what <laughs> because of all the, the additives that's being you know put in the food so that's within two years how many he got what well this will make it three right so no this is his second year well oh, 2023 will be number three okay. yeah see well we got four years of this what else is gonna happen I don't know, but Trump is uh, trying to make his comeback. Mike Pence talk about he might run against Trump. Um, as the Democrats, you know, they automatically put, you know, Biden because he's the president. I don't know. I don't even know what the Democrats' plan is right now. It's no way that they plan in 2024 to run Biden again. It's no way. Like, and if they do, he probably just gonna run and if he wins then they'll probably just have him step down and have Kamala take over and try to run her right after that. So I think he'd be that the, that's he'd what be the, the Democrat plan is. He'd be the Tom Brady of presidents, the oldest president to ever. Like they feel like if they got Kamala there and she's the first vice president, then she steps in for the president since so she's like an interim president. So then it would be prime for them to run the first black female president since Obama got the first black president, you know. So I think that that's the whole play that the Democrats is setting up. It's setting up so Biden could win this next election and then yeah. hand off the keys of the Democratic Party to Kamala, and then she, 
you know, fill in the last three, four years and then runs for her own office. My people. And she, she does run for her own office. If she takes over for Biden, technically she wouldn't be elected. Therefore, she can run for two terms. So she right. can be a three-term president. No, she would be a four-term president. Because she would have the first year as a vice president, the second year as a vice president, but then assume presidency because of him stepping down. So then that wouldn't count, right? And then she would win as her own person or as a president and they could run again. So that she would get 16 years. My people. My people. Do not <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. But do you think, but honestly, is that is that something we could see happening though? Yes, but Caleb, but you know why I say that? Because yeah. if in fact that happens, guess what we are mirroring? What? The Hunger Games and Diversion. <laughs> I'm serious. Remember, no, no, no. You remember no, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm not yeah. even joking. I'm not even joking. It would be exactly like those movies. I heard mm -hmm. this is like Handmaid's Tale. But all I'm saying is with her, don't be, get out of all the smokes because we, some of us would just vote for her because she, because she's our skin color, because she black. Like, oh, black woman. Yeah, let's put her in office, right? And then, but we fail to realize that don't let that be the reason why you vote for somebody. Get your education up, get up and know what you're, who you're voting for because Keep in mind, she in office right now, and Brett Favre has got away with 70 million. <laughs> but if you look at the Democrats, who else did they? They didn't have nobody when Biden came out and ran. If you remember the Democratic primaries, they had 16 people out there on the stage trying to win the, the damn Democratic nomination. It was ridiculous. So that's one of the reasons why Trump won in the first place. Is because after uh what's her name Hillary Clinton getting win, and she couldn't beat Trump, the Democrats had nothing. When when Biden first came out and said he was going to run for president, Obama said, "Don't do it, Joe." But Obama advised against it. But Caitlin, what did you say? What did you say last year? Didn't you say that the United States was originally based off of the Republican, and then we all got brainwashed to think that we're supposed to be Democrats? Yeah, but we there's different types of democracies in the in the democracy that runs in uh, um america right. is a republic so the people that started the founders they were republicans the democrats split from the republican party it was only the republicans in the republic which is what america is so the democrat and republic it's all just smoke and mirrors isn't that in pledge allegiance I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America to the Republic. For what it stands. To the Republic for not what it's gonna be, for which it stands. With black people or what three fifths of a human. Facts. Facts. And and that's what you pledge allegiance to. And that's why Kaepernick took a knee because he said, I'm not pledging allegiance to the Republic for which it stands. Right. And that's why he lost his job. But then you got Mike Evans defending Tom Brady, and you got this. This, this is you just got America being America, man. At the right. end of the day, man. Right. That's all. That's all I see on the regular is America 
doing America shit, man. And America, we got we pay so much we pay so much for, for gas because of the, what's going on in the Ukraine. And that's why we went over to Afghanistan to try to get our gas from over there. But then he pulled out of that. And now he never wanted to enter the war over there, but then he sent all this money over there. I don't know. Smoking Joe as uh Smoking Joe. He, he's blowing a lot of smoke. He's he's not even good at blowing the smoke, though. That's the problem. Is that he sucks at blowing the smoke, but yet because Trump was so terrible and after the insurrection, it kind of just gave us. It was up in the air, and then after the insurrection, then it was like Biden. You know, we have kind of was forced to get behind Biden. We had really no other option. And what did Biden say? What did Biden say when he was running? You, you ain't black if you don't vote for me or something. Like <laughs> he went on the Breakfast Club and straight up said, "If you do not vote for me, you ain't black." And he said, "Ain't <laughs> not you not black. You ain't black." Terrible man, let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Man, hey, who's going first? I'm going first. Hey, I, I, I've been looking at my time hop, so I got to do the stuff that we did last year. So, shout out to the politicking, shout out to HNS 420, shout out to Brandon Encouragement, shout out to Focus on the Future, shout out to the fact that we still doing something big that most people are taking lightly because they're not a part of what's bigger than themselves. And then also shout out to Yah and his wife for this dope slogan on the shirt. Get off the boat of average. If you guys don't know how to do that, go follow Brand of Encouragement on all social media platforms. They create the most dope content that's gotten me over an additional 500 followers lately. So I'm not going to say nothing else. <laughs> so, so proud. My shout out goes out to white America. Uh, I am now taking application. Uh, <laughs> if you are a person that does not look like me and more of this side of of my skin, and you know how to get out of driving while black, um, please, I'm taking application. Please be my friend. Uh, other than that, shout out to the politician. Shout out to all the brothers on here we all doing our thing i'm proud of all you guys um we just been grinding ain't nobody giving us nothing we just going out and taking it so shout out to all all the men that are doing something and holding it down ron and calem the mayor you guys are holding it down for your family creating a legacy and not letting nobody hold y'all back and i love it Shout out to all the brothers on this panel. You know what I'm saying? We started this, you know, a while back and we still going strong, you know, through we done got through two, two different three different strands of COVID and different circumstances and we still doing it. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody that's been watching us and following us. Shout out to all the extensions of the politic and family. You know what I'm saying? DBK, power lipsticks, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homie critter, shout out to boy young music, shout out to Tay Official. Shout out to Jen Tapped In. Shout out to everybody who's an extension, Raw Conversations, Apolitan and Brittany Parker, Legacy Production. Shout out to everybody who's been an extension, extended family of the Politic Informed. Continue to watch because we got big shit coming for 2023. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate y'all brothers for real, man. 
Y'all, y'all know me, man. I'm a straight grinder, man. I, I, I grind it out. I ain't never relied on luck, and I ain't never relied on nobody to give me shit, man. Like, you know, so I went out and I started, you know, create opportunities, and then I created a plethora of opportunities where there were too many opportunities for me to just handle myself. So I decided to create this platform and give more opportunities out. And then, you know, I, I ran into Alvin. I ran into, actually, I ran into Yah, you know, loved what he was doing, seeing my bro out here getting it. And I'm like, man, this this dude needs some shine. He deserves, you know, a platform. So I hit him up, did an IG live, you know, just to, to, to tap into what he was saying. And Alvin, you know, the mayor, he was in the, he was in the comment box. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot to say. So I'm like, let me tap into him. Then I tapped into Alvin seeing what he had going was like you know he deserved a platform also so then you know that turned into the invite where we were doing the what's really good podcast but that cast kind of broke out and and it turned into this you know what i'm saying and just the camaraderie and the chemistry and and the things that we talk about you know it's like you know we can talk about all the bullshit like tory lanes just beat up august that's what everybody wanted to hear but, but what I wanted to talk about, and I want to talk about things that can move our community forward, things one the things that actually matter, things that are happening that not necessarily getting the front page news. Like who knows about this Brett Favre thing? No nowhere on black television or on black airways are you hearing about Brett Favre. You actually have to do some digging to find these topics. You know, the ESPN list, you know, this is something that's not popular. Because the top five hasn't come out. When they drop the top five, of course, everybody's going to be talking about it. You know, it's a lot of uh, uh, a light on the Robert Schaefer thing because of Donald Sterling. But it's just showing that they can put Black Lives Matter on the floor and play us in the bubble. And this is why we talk shit about the Lakers bubble championship. Not because y'all didn't deserve to win the championship, but the they fact that LeBron decided to come back knowing that these are the type of owners that we have in the moment that y'all made a statement after Milwaukee already walked off the court and decided that they was going to make a statement. And LeBron James talked about, he talked to Obama and Obama said, play the game. So he went back and won the bubble championship. I'm not discrediting what y'all did on the court. I'm discrediting the mentality and the things that we could have affected off the court by not returning and winning that weak ass bubble championship. I'm discrediting the championship. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey. If LeBron led it, that's LeBron's fault, not the Lakers. Because the Lakers said, hey, he's our new Kobe. We're going with what he says and how he feels. If he did Kobe. it, hey, I, that's what I said. That's why tonight I rocked the 16. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't include the bubble championship. I told Caleb before we started, I wasn't going to bring it up. I, I understand. Hey, Ronnie, before, before we go. Man, you better tell people, hey, yo, Ronnie's directing something. So if you want to be an actor, get at, get at Ronnie. Yeah, hey, bro. Thank you, man. Ronnie, plug Ronnie, me, man. Ronnie, man. I've been modeling and stuff, bro. Plug me. I'm trying to get on, bro. I'm trying to get on. Tell him about the, tell him about the, the, the shit, Ronnie. Well, Come know, on, man. Now, now that my man, Yah, has brought it up, we definitely will talk about this briefly. You know, we got a new TV series that's coming forward called Single Parentish. You know what I mean? It's a... Uh, it's a, a story describing, you know, single parents in America. A lot of people don't know the challenges of being a single parent 
and when you have to do everything by yourself, including having children that play sports, also while building brands and working and all that stuff is very challenging and it takes a toll on you as a person, as a kid. And also we want to highlight the story from a child's perspective because we don't hear enough from the, ch the children that are affected by being raised by one parent. Parenting is a two-person job. And when a child is lacking that other half and a little girl doesn't get what she needs from her dad or her mom, whichever one is absent, or a little boy don't get what he needs from his mom or dad's perspective when he's absent, it makes the kid turn into something else. So we want to highlight these things, make it a conversation, make it a nice show, and that's what we're doing. So single parentish, if you're an actor, actress, anything that would like to get out, we have an opportunity. This will get out to the public, and it will blow up and be big. So get on while you can. Politic and Productions, our first TV series, Politic and mm -hmm. Produce, our first one of many. Check it out, y'all. For real. And sorry, everybody. I'm the crazy. I already uh, got dibs on the crazy uncle. So put me on. <laughs> put me on. Either put me on as the dad or a coach. I'm ready, Ronnie. I'm ready. I got you. And Call me, bro. We yes, sir. You know, we stay killing the red carpets this weekend. We got uh, Winnie Stacks. You know, he's one of the top fashion designers in, you know, the game right now. We're doing his fashion show. You know, this is a, a cancer. He was a cancer survivor. So this is a, a, a cancer donation. All proceeds will go to a cancer, you know, foundation. And this is a, a big thing. We, we live streaming that. And then we're turning around. And right after that, we had to Catino Mobley's, you know. Everybody know Catino, the legendary Hooper. We, we headed to his birthday party. So we'll be on the red carpet for his birthday party on Saturday also. Then next week we turn around and we're, we're live streaming. Um, it's a community event at PCC, you know, trying to get the community to come and check out the junior college, you know, and check out the different, you know, avenues and different career choices that they offer through community colleges, you know, so this is just another event that we'll be live streaming. And then I'll be headed after that to the Bellator fight in Long Beach, so Bellator 286. But then we're also a sponsor for the uh, the Hot Fest, the Pursuit of Happiness. This is going down in Ontario on the 1st. So this will all be next weekend on the 1st. We will be, have a live uh, backstage like podcast area. We'll be doing the red carpet. We'll be doing media there. So as politics and as a brand, you know, we're, we're expanding. We're getting a lot of new opportunities and we're definitely, you know, becoming one of the premier outlets, you know, that the go-to guys in the Hollywood LA scene as far as media. And the good thing and the, the best thing I love about that is that we're doing it with positive content. We're not putting out all the ass shaking. We're not doing all the demoralizing. We're not, you know, glorifying the gang banging and the gang culture. We're doing it. We're all presenting ourselves in a positive manner and always putting out positive content and always showing, you know, light to people that don't necessarily have that platform, you know, always trying to give that platform to the people that need it. So as a platform and as a, a creator and as the owner of this company, I, I'm truly proud at where we started and where we're headed, you know, it, it's really day and night. Like, you know, it, it's a crazy life. I feel like, we're just kind of really getting started 
And, you know, let's see what happens next, you know, by, by faith. You know, I walk by faith, not by sight. So, you know, this is God works, not mine. You know, that's it, you know. So until next week, man, I'm going to holler at y'all, man. Appreciate y'all brothers again. Politic in the podcast. We out.